How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going so good. So good. So good. Nice. Glad to hear it. Any particular reason, or just ambient good? Ambient? It's okay. It's not my favorite. <laughs> um, but no, it's... Ambient so good. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, Ambient. <laughs> Yo, Ambient, shout out. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's just shout, shout out and then shut down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it's just like I had a productive meeting at work for the first time because I was talking Ooh. to a competent individual and I'm like, I love this feeling. Uh-huh. So like, I got some stuff done at work. I was still able to do some other things. It wasn't like balls to the wall crazy by any means. Um, We got some rain today, which is good. I got caught in it on the way back from the gym, which was, I mean, I was going to shower anyway, so thanks for the head start, God. Thanks, Um, God. (laughs) God, shout out. (laughs) Um, Pour one out on my homies. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss the homies, tuck them in. Uh, I don't know, it's just, like, I've been in a decent enough mood today. Things have been all right. I don't want to attribute it to the increase of lexapro dosage as it's only been a day and that's not how drugs work um mm-hmm. but maybe i can Unless ride the placebo good. into the moon yeah. i will say i unfortunately had a very boring dinner hmm. can you can you guess how sad it was um hmm. did you go to sheets no oh, okay that was lunch oh okay. very close though, very close <laughs> uh well that was that's the, my rough sadness i'm not sure uh i assume reheated something reheated uh it's it's kind of in that family but not quite okay. um, in the reheated family so l- like the last of the ingredients basically this was this was this is the dried macaroni and no sauce dinner <laughs> Maybe not that sad. Um, <laughs> it's it's the middle ground of I made two instant oatmeal packets. Ah, yes. And yes. then I had a big handful of almonds, and then I had a big glass of water. Yeah, we need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> this this is if this doesn't sound bad, understand that like Dave never just drinks water. <laughs> and this is this is if he's drinking water, it's because there's nothing else he could possibly drink in the house. The salsa's too chunky. Um, uh-huh. The other things in my fridge have probably been there for too long, and I'm afraid to open them. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I will say to the to the oatmeal thing, I purchased a lot of it a while back, and I don't hate oatmeal, but I forget that I have it in the mornings. Um, and oftentimes, like, I don't really eat until I it's, like, around lunchtime anyways. And then, like, do you want to start your day with oatmeal at noontime? That seems pessimistic. Um, so <laughs> I don't eat it that much. I just, it's pretty filling and warm and like that and like some hot coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you load up GTA three and all that, right, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I don't always do it, but it's a nice way to start your friends the day. Are, your work coworkers are like, why are you playing Grand Theft Auto? It's like, it's breakfast time. <laughs> Yeah. Launches game, closes it three minutes later. Always suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> got what I got what I came for. Oh my gosh! That How was your Thursday? Entendre. Thursday was good. I am in the midst of my PTO. I am slightly half over. I'm good through Tuesday. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I got a lot of my productivity stuff done pretty early. And so I didn't really have to worry about it. As I'm saying that, it sounds a little bit like I, I actually did something, though. I didn't do that much beyond just daily things I would need to take care of anyways. Kind of got those out of the way. So I could just play Starfield for a billion hours. Um, to Oh, and we, we did the new raid in Destiny on um, Tuesday. Tuesday night. Nice. How was that? It was it was pretty good. Um. I also got I uh, watched some of the impressions from more hardcore Destiny players, um, and apparently they liked it a lot more at like uh, when it released too. It was it was harder than the previous raid, and they're like finally. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was kind of it was a, it was a little bit buggy. It's a reprisal uh, raid, so it's one of the ones that existed in, in Destiny One, and there was definitely a couple times where enemies would teleport a little bit when we were hitting them with swords and the final boss we basically someone had basically we were in the last dps phase i'm not going to spoil anything we're in the last dps phase we're dpsing the boss and uh someone's like oh my gosh we did it because we have plenty of time left on this clock before we we wipe before we all die and then the boss as though he just hears us instant transmissions like 20 feet away and we're all up here with swords and we're like, ah, <laughs> so people switched to the whatever ranged options they had. I tried to like run at the boss and then we beat the, we, we finished the boss two seconds before the wipe timer clutch. Um, we got our loot. It all showed up on the sidebar and then we all died anyways, because it was actually so close that the wipe actually took us out. <laughs> um, but it counted the raid complete because we beat the boss. Uh, so we all got revived by the raid completion, actually, which was very funny. Um, it was it was good. It was a fun time, though. Uh, it took us like four hours, though. It was a little bit of a slog. Only four? <laughs> uh-huh. Was this blind or no? This was blind, but we had one person who uh, gave us some tips. And there was probably like three hard tips of... Well, I shouldn't say that that way. Anyways, there's probably like three <laughs> very specific tips provided through the night um, where it was like, we don't really have any idea what the next thing is. What are we missing here? Um, but overall, it was pretty good. Nice. Glad to hear it's the dusty things you're <laughs> still <laughs> it's going good. all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm going to finish out my season and then take a break because um, most of the way through the season pass i just need to basically track the story a little bit and there's plenty of other stuff to do right now as you're aware right yep um, lots of games came over that horizon and then they kind of like backed up they're all trying to like fit their way through a small hallway elbows and stuff that's life yeah thankfully i don't play too many games so it's like <laughs> i'll play my single player game or multiplayer or something else, and then someone will send me a Dota invite, and be like, oh, maybe. Right. But there yeah. have been times where I've been like, I'm currently doing Baldur's Gate 3. Do not talk to me. Uh-huh. Until when? <laughs> Today's booked now. Uh-huh. You've had your chance. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a couple longer sessions of Baldur's Gate. I think we mentioned on here that we're, we're going through a, a campaign. Maybe we didn't. Maybe not. Well, we are. <laughs> now we have well, yeah. let me uh put a stop to the rumors we are mm-hmm. um 
and it's it's great like as i've said many times um i enjoyed divinity original sin 2 so so much mm-hmm. and this is very much the same game in my eyes um certain Pretty things are obviously much, yeah. different as far as setting characters mechanics and whatnot but it still plays like a layering game that i'm familiar with mm-hmm. so i'm enjoying checking things out and exploring and finally jake and i are at a point where i don't know what's going to happen around the corner right because mm-hmm. i was playing with another play group and everything that i was doing with jake is like well you decide what to do you decide where we go and i had yeah. seen most of it already um so it's nice to be able to do purely fresh stuff where mm-hmm. i don't know i'm always assuming that like shit's gonna go down and i'm always worried about it yeah yeah i mean because i this want is, our i want our happy hilarious. family to be happy and succeed uh-huh yeah, I mean, in a Larian game, stuff can go sideways at any time. It's, mm-hmm. I was actually, I was, Dave, Dave is subjected to this because he chose to play through this with me. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, they, the, the like freaking Amazon Prime X-ray thing, or just like talking about Faerun facts on the side while there's important NPCs telling, saying important things. And I'm just like, oh, this person just named Lathander, <laughs> and Lathander is, you know, the god of uh, dawn and the sun. Oh, no, that, and they're that's been to fine. That's stuff. been informational <laughs> and good. Uh, um, I've only been mildly perturbed about like the like, let's like, hey, do you want to hop on and start playing at nine? You're like, yeah, it sounds good. And you're like, hey, do you care if I respect? I was like, no, that's fine. Uh-huh, and then it'd be like 9.40 and like I've been in the game and I'm like, minutes. hey, do you want to play the game now? Or that, uh, that'd be cool. No, I am. I am. You, you're free to respect too. No, <laughs> I'm just no, talking to the I, same merchant. They're like, how's it going? I'm like, uh-huh. it's going. <laughs> I do think that um, uh, I, I actually specifically told my wife this. I was like, this is basically what tabletop D&D is missing is the ability to respec like once per session <laughs> while everyone else is playing the game you just change your it, character to a completely different class uh yes it absolutely would um but it actually gets at the heart of one of the issues i have with traditional tabletop gaming sometimes which is like you're really locked into it for a long time like my current campaign that i'm running i'm not going to go into depth is just cyberpunk red um and it was around when cyberpunk 2077 came out and everyone was disappointed in that, so I had him in, basically, mm. right? Um, I didn't intend this to be a super long campaign, but it's been, like, a couple years, and I want to get it wrapped out, like, in the next six months or so. If I could, that would be excellent. Um, but I don't want things to freaking run forever. And other people, like, I, I also, I feel like, can be in a spot where, like, if you played one character for a year or two years, <laughs> or God forbid, three years, um, stuff better be mixing up a little bit or you might stop finding the novelty in that, right? Yeah. Like, I use... I mean, I don't know the cyberpunk equivalent, but I use magic missile. Or, like, you find mm-hmm. that thing that works. For, Everyone uses or, like, guns, you know how to approach actually, each no situation. Magic, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think... I mean, obviously, like, playing that same character throughout the campaign... Mm-hmm. Um, makes you more invested to like have that progression and like see them overcome stuff. But at the end of the day, like if you feel like you're doing the same thing every time, you're kind of like, ah, eh, I'm good. Yeah. Or you'd want to try something else of like maybe if I tried rolling this character. Exactly. Like for me, it's mechanics, right? Like 
because cyberpunk uh, this may be a bad example because you can actually just as you continue to get points you can take points in pretty much as many classes as you want as long as your previous class got to like a minimum level so you could be everything and that's fine um but like in D D, progression gets slow right like you're you're on you're on nitrous from like levels one to five pretty much and then the game actually specifically uh this is your D D trivia actually the um the level up chart that shows how much experience per level uh actually dips at one point and then it starts going up again and you might be asking why in the world would you ever do that why would you make it so it takes like less levels Mm -hmm. to level up in like the mid levels and it's because it's specifically ushering you into some of the most fun like balanced gameplay and then they want to slow it down a lot, right? Then they just pump the brakes as much as they can because as soon as you start to get to the the upper teens, um, life gets crazy in D&D. Yeah. And it's no longer super fun to manage and you might just be wishing away entire encounters, right? I wish I wasn't here. <laughs> well, I mean, literally, that's a very bad wish. That's a very bad wish to say, though. Um for the listeners, that's basically wish the wish spell is pretty much monkey's paw, and yeah. it is the GM's job to interpret whatever you said as though monkey's paw. Um, unless you're really, really underselling it, you're, you're not. I wish I was alone. Much. Everybody <laughs> else on the planet is now dead. <laughs> well, <Yes>. uh, <laughs> this was a very powerful spell. I don't know who fulfilled this wish, but <laughs> it was pretty big. Um, <laughs> One chimp salutes, makes a monkey noise, and clambers off uh-huh um, but yeah just to finish that thought real quick because i was on here a little bit in D, there's a bunch of different classes and they play differently right like you're playing a rogue you're playing a barbarian you're playing a wizard um and if you're spending three years on the same class when there's all this other stuff to try you're gonna start to ask yourself like am i too far away from ledges like when combat breaks out right maybe 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 i should like risk it a little bit more so I can try something new out. Yeah. Um, shout out to Tony, who in our other uh, play session has just been like a naked monk and he's just been shoving people. Uh-huh. We, we just he's based it off of respects. like, do we need to loot that body? Fuck it. Let, let, let him go. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it really is nice to have the diversity option because like in that play session with that group, I started off as a wizard and I even bought a hat for it in real life. To kind of cosplay as the character. Big Hat oh my Bijou gosh, yeah. is my name. Uh, don't look me up. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then when I was playing with Jake, I was like, oh, well, let me roll Tiefling Warlock. Like I did back at the first time I played D&D before mm-hmm. I quit. And I was like, oh, this is actually, okay, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying just doing yeah. Eldritch Blast Shotgun. And now that's who I wanted to be. So I re-rolled my other character. I'm like, uh, Warlock. Fuck Wizards. Yeah. Um so, yeah, it's cool to have that flexibility and not be penalized for it. Mm-hmm. I think for all things in games, when the the ocean is so vast and you might only do a single playthrough, like Elden Ring had it too. Here's the Elden Ring tie-in. But the fact that you can respec into something else, oh, yeah. maybe what mm-hmm. you're trying isn't working or you don't like having to be forced into that narrow corridor of like, you have to play this way. 
Mm-hmm. I, oh, I want some other options to try out. Oh, maybe this will be fun. And then you get to try. You're like, oh, maybe I like that more. Or maybe that wasn't for me. But yeah, it's the ability to dip your toe in the waters without being penalized for it. Feels mm-hmm. good in any game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm glad that Destiny 2 finally got loadouts. So it's easier mm-hmm. to switch around for stuff. Um, but yeah, I really hate being shoehorned into one specific thing if that one specific thing is not designed for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for Sekiro, you everybody has one play style. Yeah. But that's fine. The game was designed around that, right? And it even had like in the defense of Sekiro, since I sense you're on the attack here, um, there was still a lot of variety in the approaches you could take. Yes, you were probably still using a sword, right? <laughs> but yeah. your your uh prosthetic choices and consumables and stuff like that could really vary up. Um, some of those fights, which is cool. Yeah, I, I like having options in games. Yeah. Um, but just wanted to highlight that, like Sekiro was designed around. Everybody has this one weapon. Yeah, that's yes. it. It's very easy to balance for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baldur's Gate does not necessarily share that. There's the world of D and D is very wide. Your party might have four paladins and maybe if your boss fight is a big guy needs to die and four paladins walk into the neighborhood and they all smite him at once that's the end of a boss that's okay and that's the way larian makes their game so i mean this is not the review (laughs) of baldur's gate but it's a fun game (laughs) there you go that's your review (laughs) (laughs) the writing's amazing Ever so briefly, I mean, you just said the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other things where you feel like it is very much Divinity, Original Sin 2? Are yeah. there things you like more about it? Without going into too much detail, because we will have oh, an yeah. episode eventually. But That's fair. I mean, the writing, I'm not, I won't go into details there, but like you can just... you, you The same thing was hitting me in this game, where like while I'm playing a different game, I'm playing Starfield right now, and it doesn't surprise me with the writing that often. Um, sometimes Larian's writing just hits me. Like I start to, you, you start to get into your theater seat a little bit of just ingesting the media in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, they hit you with a line that's like absurdly profound. Like they just ripped it from the dying mouth of like a 130 year old man in the desert. And I was just like, why does, why does that hit so hard? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, there's been specific, there's been multiple times that Dave and I were, were listening to someone talk and I had like a question in real life. I was like, why are they talking about it this way? Or why did this NPC mention this? And then that's literally a question you can just ask right afterwards. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're freaking, they got yes. me again. Um, I have not played Starfield. I probably will not play Starfield. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for you. Thank you. Uh-huh. That means that Jake knows me. Um, mm-hmm. he, he knows what I'm into, and what mm-hmm. games I like to play. So there's as not far much nudity. The... <laughs> <laughs> just believe it. There. There's not a lot of nudity. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but at least from like what little I've seen of like other people play on Discord or just like little YouTube snippets. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bethesda has had this tradition of for dialogue stuff. It's usually pretty A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. for some of the options like. Yes. No. 
maybe maybe and like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go into that much of a, a different space but in like Baldur's gate or divinity from larian's design it's like uh kind of normal a little bit out of pocket this would be specific to this character's class and race or something mm-hmm. else or something that's like way out of left field and you're like this one sounds funny i want to see what happens and right. then like it's very branched in comparison yeah they're going forward in in Starfield and Bethesda's games in general, they tend to go for like quantity more than like quality. So they have like a bunch of interactions, a bunch of quests, a bunch of NPCs. That's the thing that would be on the ten. Um, but they're not going to have an NPC that where like while you're interacting with them, there's an option to try to persuade them of something, and your character is really skilled in persuasion, but you paid like a little bit of extra attention, and you realize that the thing that you're trying to persuade them of is actually a bad idea. And even mm-hmm. though it's like your advantage to make the check, you shouldn't do it because this is bad for this person or something, right? And it's just like anything like that. Freaking love it when Larian does it. That's not why you play Bethesda games. <laughs> no. But how are you liking Starfield? Because I know you got that and that just came out very recently. Yeah. So for the people who have spent 100 bucks, they've been playing since last friday but i started on wednesday actually because we rated on tuesday um and then it was like 11 we know it was like 1 a.m or something and i like almost started the game it was decrypted and everything i was like i'm going to sleep adult executive action time to go to sleep um so i was playing yesterday and today i guess two days um a lot uh i'm having a good time with it i would wreck recommend it if you like games like no man's sky because they ripped a lot from no man's sky like oh, yeah. a lot mechanic wise and progression wise and some of this stuff was clearly also built on top of fallout 4 um but yeah there's there's a lot there that's just like hmm no man's sky did this exactly the same almost (laughs) um and it's very uh it's slower i think than like skyrim was not that skyrim was a super fast game but starfield is like it feels much more paced like if you explore your ship you'll see like warning labels on everything or like here's a pressurized container it very much feels like it's the most realistic depiction of space i've probably seen um it, it kind of fits in with like a 2001 a space odyssey in my head this kind of like slow plotting something's probably going on magic at some point i don't know but like none of that is the focus it's mostly just humans spread out a lot over hundreds of thousands of years or whatever hundreds of years in this case so fallout in space uh yes. Uh largely fallout in space. Um Yeah, yeah, pretty much that. Uh but with more stuff kind of built on top of it. Stolen from No Man's Sky. Which doesn't sound like it would be a resounding approval, but so far it's been it's been pretty I mean good. if you like both of those things, mm-hmm. the mash of them together does not sound awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say I was I was trash talking their storytelling, but there have been some instances outside of the main story where it got interesting and i was like oh snap 
uh, like you get sidelined by a side quest or something. I'm going to spoil one thing because it's not a plot related thing. Um, I had just flown into a system and a guy hailed me and he started trying to sell an extended warranty on my ship. (laughs) 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 And if you, you can either tell him basically to F off, uh, outright attack him. Uh, or just say, like, please continue. And if you say, please continue, he's got, like, walls of dialogue he goes through <laughs> explaining the differences between plans and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is hilarious. This is actually really, really funny. How come nothing like this is in the main story? But that's that's kind of the nature of Bethesda. It's like It's hit or miss, and I don't know if I've ever really loved their main stories. Um... I think it's it's nice to have it as side content because if you discover it, you feel like you've you found a little gem. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's true. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, it would be weird if like you played through just the main story in any game. If there is optional content, you're like, that's not for me. I'm just yeah. doing the MSQ and that's it. Um, yeah. And then if you found that to be lacking, mm-hmm. that would be kind of weird. Yeah, if See, you played I, like just main story in Oblivion or Skyrim, like those games would have been points worse than they otherwise would be if you did all the some like some of the side content and stuff. Yeah, dark like I, you wouldn't touch Dark Brotherhood at all, right? So no, <laughs> side content is has always been pretty big for their games. One thing again to tout uh, Larian and Baldur's Gate three, mm-hmm. like you do have like here's your main plot. But there's so many things that are weaving into it that are the side content. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this connects to something else. Yeah. So it feels good to do all of the quote unquote side content that you're not specifically mandated to. Um, but like it will continue on for later on in the game. Or it's just like, hey, this is a possibility that this is a MS- MSQ, not sure. Mm-hmm. And then you just find out it's like some other branching path. But everything kind of loops back and weaves in, which is yeah, a nice way to do it. I, I think weaving is the correct term there because they, they're basically intertwining these threads in such a way that they are connected and related or it's not you can't always tell how connected and related things are until you reach the mm-hmm. end of the thread. Not the case generally in Bethesda games. If someone shows up and they start telling you and trying to sell you insurance that has <laughs> that's very obviously not main story related. But also none of the other more plausibly grounded things that you get distracted with in the game are necessarily main story related either. Um, Though I will give them credit. uh, This is one of the few games I've played recently where they don't seem to have some like time impetus for getting the main story done. It's not like, oh, we're against the clock. We're saving the world, whatever. It's like we're kind of just figuring stuff out. (laughs) When you have time, look into that. (laughs) You're like, okay, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go colonize then. <laughs> I'm going to go start extracting aluminum and copper from these planets and yeah, all that stuff. Um, but uh, also much easier to play when you have tons of hours to throw at it. Uh, I would kind of hate to play this game in like a little bit of a block at the end of the day before like putting the kids to bed and falling asleep and all that other stuff. That so you're saying like do. one to two hours doesn't feel like enough of a absolutely not it feels like you'd get nothing done in this game in that and that's i mean that's not uncommon for space games but that's another reason to kind of like 
warn people off of it you know yeah I, i i like if i'm playing a game to be able to have a milestone to some degree Mm-hmm. or like close on something like when we do Baldur's Gate 3 we'd be like oh we'll try and wrap up this mission and then mm-hmm. we'll call it here for the day or yeah. if I'm doing Armored Core I'm like let me finish this mission or do an arena battle and then I'm good but it'd be weird to be like oh I did part of something and then and I had to stop yeah yeah. I got 40 I thought... minutes into a 50 minute Dota game and then I had to DC because I had to make the kids <laughs> Cheerios, uh, Cheer- yeah, know. yeah, hot chocolate, and then you give give them a piece of licorice, and they fall asleep or something. I don't know exactly how kids work. Um, the game I'd most compare it to, and then I'm done talking about it until I talk about it later, um, in a different episode, is uh, pacing wise, it kind of reminds me of like Death Stranding for that. Oh my god, like, that is slow, but I did enjoy that. Yes very slow with periods of things being faster like the combat feels pretty good i don't actually think it's necessarily better than fallout 4 and it's not as good as like a shooter like destiny or call of duty or whatever um the space combat feels pretty good boarding people and stealing their stuff from their ship or stealing their ship feels pretty good but between that it's death stranding pacing where it's like kind of whatever you want to do and it's kind of funny because death stranding had like very very minimal fast travel and i think you lost all your stuff like it all went to that local storage if you used it at that (laughs) point in the game yeah um and this game is just like for the first time in an elder scrolls game you could be inside a bunker like towards the middle of a planet and warp to the other side of the galaxy to a star state like to to a space station um and then just be like standing right outside instantly basically like fast travel it takes like four seconds because it loads faster than skyrim did for me too um and it's absurd how much they cut out in the middle there but i'm a fan because i jump around a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i like having stuff like fast travel as a mechanic because like I've played Spider-Man, which I still mm. need to beat at some point. Uh, Jake let me borrow it three years ago, and we're now in a, a hostage negotiation situation <laughs> where... <laughs> I have hostages as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have one Paper Mario. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> maybe a Katamari, I think, or some other stuff. I, I really got to get on anymore um, about mm. this. But mm-hmm. like, I enjoy the traversal in Spider-Man. The web sling is very fun. But if I have to go all the way to the other side of town, I kind of just want to fast travel for some of it. Um, And they kind of do it a cute universe way where you literally have to go to a train station and then you have like this little brief cutscene of Spider-Man on the train, Um, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's really cute. Um, Uh I don't love that there is an animation for it, but it's not, it doesn't take way too long where you're like, oh my God, it's taking forever. Yeah. And it's still quicker than you kind of like web slinging over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a nice option to have when you're like, I've already traversed. I'm good now. I just want to go do the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think this one takes the cake. This is actually the last, the last mention. I'm cutting myself off. I'm not talking about Starfield anymore. I don't believe I've played another game where I fast traveled more than this game. Um, 
So much so it's like, ah, oh, the ship's like 300 feet away. Well, if I fast travel the ship to space, I'll actually instantly be in the ship. So let me just do that, right? So <laughs> it's just absurd stuff like that that has no real realism to it. And I don't care because it lets you do more things in a game where it would be slowed down even more. Yes. If you couldn't instant transmit yourself to the other side of the galaxy. Again, Elden Ring's a great example. Beautiful fucking game. I love running around on the horse. I love just walking around appreciating the landscape. But sometimes daddy's got to go to point B and he doesn't want to fuck around about it. Let Mm -hmm. me go to the other side of the map, please, because I've already unlocked it. Thank you. Yeah. Just bing, bang, boom, done. Yeah. There was a Dark Souls 1 didn't give you fast travel until like the midpoint in the game. And everything got better past that point. (laughs) There's reasons for it. I get it, right? Like sometimes making people tread those same paths builds a sense of connectedness and that was missing in two because they gave you fast travel right off the jump. Also because they weren't as connected in two. But like as adults, after Mm -hmm. a while, (laughs) there's only so many hours in the day. You got like two hours. You got to put Timmy and Jimmy and uh, Lisa to bed and give them their Twizzlers or whatever. Um so Jake, travel, yes. Jake's parenting strategy give them sugar I don't know get them out of my hair <laughs> yeah if it's not obvious have some sugar know. and pass out that's all that works right <laughs> I think so it depends on <laughs> it depends on the kid I think um, I do not have kids for the concerned people out there I don't either if you're looking for any they're not here <laughs> not they're here. not here <laughs> these are not the kids you're looking for <laughs> Which kids are these? Never, never you mind. Um, <laughs> um, well, they're not mine, tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> so um, um I gotta I gotta talk about something. Yeah. I've been I've been back on FromSoft a little bit, back on the yep. FromSoft grind mm-hmm. in the flavor of Armored Core 6. I've heard things about it. I didn't know what to expect outside of the trailers and all the YouTubers I like talking about it. and <laughs> Going uh, into detail, breaking down the HUD, analyzing yes. every <laughs> pixel. <laughs> and I still make shitty builds. Um, <laughs> but it's been really fun. I've really been enjoying it um, for never having played an Armor Core game before. Um, I definitely project a lot of Dark Souls or FromSoft tie-ins for things. Mm-hmm. I have a little theory notepad over here um but it's been very fun i really enjoyed customizing mechs i spent a little bit of time actually caring about the design of it Mm -hmm. i Uh, downloaded an elden ring logo that somebody uploaded um i made it all like black and gold and red and it just looks so badass it looks Um, really cool it's just it's fun trying out stuff i like the level design i like the characters there isn't really a point of it where I'm like, this kind of is a miss for me. I don't have mm. anything like that yet. Um, but I think I'm at, I think, near the very end of the game. Um, but currently, this this combat encounter, I am struggling. So I will yeah. have to come back mm-hmm. to it at a later time. Yeah, it's... And I still want to verse Jake in Nest. Uh, it's Try some PvP not, out. Not going to be good for me. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been playing it as well as though, although um, 
it's out of the top spot for now while I play some other games doing the raid and, and Starfield and stuff. But I plan to go back on it. Back on it? <laughs> go back to it. Um, and and make more progress. I didn't realize it was as long as it actually is. Um, but I guess there's there's multiple cycles through it or something. They do some sort of near shenanigans. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um but yeah, it's it's really good. And I I think I remarked earlier off the off the podcast about this. Um I kind of appreciate how it's not overloaded with a bunch of features and complexity and integration and all of that stuff. For the most part, it's build a mech build a mecha, put it in a mission, try to beat a boss, maybe. Um and they don't try to like overcomplicate that. The textures no. don't look super great. <laughs> a lot of them look pretty mediocre or even bad, but I don't care because the mechs look cool, right? So, um, I don't know. It's just a really good example of them not spending a bunch of time on useless stuff. I think for the game, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Like you load into a mission and just go, and if you replay missions to either try and get some cash to buy something or you're hunting for combat logs like from the first time i approached the mission to where i'm like tentatively like clonking around every corner or mm-hmm. uh, trying to balance how much stamina i have so i don't fall off something now i just load in I'm like and i just uh-huh. i beeline for stuff my movement's gotten so much better my uh, boost usage which guns i use and how efficient they are like it just feels really good to play yeah, and just go around it in a mech, and I'm not even playing like a a faster mech. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could be doing some very crazy stuff zipping around. Um, but yeah, it's just been really fun. Like it feels good to overcome a boss, or explore a level, mm-hmm. or try and figure out what the hell's going on with the plot. Um, it just has a very specific. We were talking about this right before the podcast of like all of the characters are very distinct. Mm-hmm. again something I've liked from FromSoft and their writing where there's no two people where I get like oh they sound like somebody else and that's confusing yeah mm-hmm. like everyone's very much their own entity and yeah it's just it's just been a blast I'm very much I want more people to play as much as I have so I can talk about more things uh-huh. um, it's tough because there's it's a very a lot cont- came out at once <laughs> just too much honestly a couple a couple months between a couple of these games would be great. I don't think there's anything else this year, is there? Like there fucking better not be. Really I'm gonna be spending the next two years in Baldur's Gate three at this rate. Yeah. And I'm already thinking like, man, there's some other stuff I want to try for like subsequent playthroughs and crap like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that while also playing other games that just came out. Um so yeah. I mean there's not a shortage. It would be funny to go back and listen to our uh, year in preview episode. There's nothing coming out. <laughs> yeah, we probably mentioned nothing. <laughs> it's like straight I think up we mentioned nothing. some tentative interest for... I mean, we figured that Baldur's Gate 3 would be good because we were looking forward yes. to another Larian title. And mm-hmm. Armor Core 6, we were curious to see how it was going to turn out because mm-hmm. uh, we enjoyed FromSoft stuff. But again, we didn't really have any background in Armored Core. Yeah, we also, uh, I'm looking back through the list now, and we definitely mentioned um, uh, Lightfall, like Destiny Major Expansion came out early in the year. It feels like it's been a long time. 
But then there was other things that were like disappointing enough that we didn't really even cover them at all, like Redfall, which oof, right? We talked about it a little yeah. bit, I guess, but oof. And then System Shock came out, and I forgot about it until I literally just saw it again on this list, which is not a good sign for the splash it made. So yeah, I yeah. think some of that was Diablo just. 4. Like, it seems interesting, but then you're like, eh, it's a full price game. And then you kind of get distracted by something else that you are excited to pay full price yeah. for. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of that stuff this year. Yeah. So stuff that is, I don't want to say second rate, but just not at the very front or forefront of what you're looking for. It's really easy to sweep under the rug and then forget about it entirely. Um, yeah. I will say I was thankful today in that productive work call I had. We also talked about Armored Core a little bit because they're also a FromSoft nerd. Uh, he's like, I think I'm going to pick up uh, Armored Core on your recommendation. I was like, yes! <laughs> so FromSoft will now owe me a $1 commission. Uh, uh-huh. That's how it works. Oh my gosh. I'm looking through the rest of the list. So this this year was actually like absolutely packed. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail. We'll save that for the year in review. Uh, episode, but we still have Ellen Wake 2 to come out. That's not massively high on my list. Payday 3 is still this month, which what? is <laughs> a little bit scary. Guess who's not getting that at release? Yeah, that's that's where I'm at as well. I'm curious about both of those games, as we said before. Definitely interest expressed, but mm-hmm. it's not a, a day one I need to pick it up thing. Yeah. Just don't spoil me on the plot of Alan Wake 2, and I'll check it out at some point. Mm-hmm. And then Payday 3, we'll probably play some with friends if it's, there's enough of a, a groundswell. Yeah, and then if you manage to survive September, we have, um, well, Alan Wake 2, obviously, uh, in October, but then Ghost Runner 2, also in October. Yo! Um, so, hype for that. And then it looks like nothing else that I want to call out for the rest of the year. Sorry if you're an indie developer who has a game coming out in the rest of the year. I I, uh, I overlooked it. It wasn't on the list. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I started to get a little bit concerned because games are expensive now. Um, full retail price game is, what, like 70 bucks is is the new, the new normal. Summer's still in 60. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Baldur's Gate was still 60. Armor Core was 60. Yeah. Diablo had the audacity to be 70. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like, I'm not talking about it after playing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Armored Core, I went to bed thinking about boss strategies. Or Baldur's right. Gate 3, I'm like, what if I romance Carlock again? <laughs> <laughs> there was a... I, I, I will say... I. I believe this is correct. We can fact check it later. Well, we have a team for that. Um, but Payday 3, I believe the normal package is $40 at launch, which is nice. That um, is unprecedented at this day yeah. and age. Like, maybe they actually just don't have any faith in the game. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I think that they do. Okay, yeah. I think that they do. But I think that they want to specifically make an effort to be like, hey, this is cheaper than other stuff. To get a foot in the door. And again, because it is payday, there will be lots of DLC. It's true. I I bet you, I mean, $4, you can buy one of the DLCs. 
But like mm-hmm. they were pouring it out so much in Payday Two, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but I can't see them abandoning that model entirely. Yeah, it's gonna be if you get just the base game because I know there are other packages you can get the higher tier releases as everyone has now. Um, I, but if you just buy the base game for forty bucks, you can play it as either John or Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play you want to play Hawkston or <laughs> Chains or any other ones? No, those are that's your $50 price too. Uh not actually, but that's kind of what I expect. Cuz I agree they had so much content attached to other stuff. I was like John Wick, Marcus Phoenix, like uh <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with just generic names. Um I mean my my brain Anytime I hear something, it goes to like it goes it parses through a video game filter, and I'm gotcha. like, "Is this something I can relate to my video game life?" No, okay. Mm. And then I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And I just have nothing to talk about now because my brain is so wired one way. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I'm probably also gonna wait on payday at least to see what the reviews are. They have not always had great launches for their games and for their non-payday games they haven't always had great games so (laughs) we'll see we'll see how it lands um yeah i'm definitely letting that go through a round of reviews at least yeah i'm hoping the performance is also better than starfield i didn't call that out at all but the performance kind of sucks even on good hardware and i upgraded my cpu they specifically were like hey we've made optimizations for pc but, you know, we're trying to push the boundaries of blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, your game doesn't look that good. It looks better than anything <laughs> in the past. It does not look that good, right? Um, that this is acceptable, really. So hopefully Payday at least runs on decent hardware. Cause... I, I would really hope so because it is definitely a more fast-paced game. Like the mm-hmm. gunplay actually matters a lot. Yeah. When you're dealing you with pay, cops who can teleport. You could probably play Payday 2 on like integrated hardware at this point and just like shove a toaster in your computer case and it'll work. You can you can use me. the little touchpad mouse and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People do. I don't I, I can't remember. That's well, insane I'm, not to gonna, me. <laughs> I'm not gonna call the person out exactly, but I remember do there it. was someone who raided with us in Destiny that actually used a touchpad. Yeah. You should burn them at the stake. That is a terrible thing to do to anybody else. They did way better than I thought they would, but not as good as anyone else. I will I will spend five dollars, get you a rinky dink USB mouse. Uh-huh. But like, holy shit, touchpad is so bad. It's very bad. Yeah. The only thing worse is using to borrow the colloquial term, the clip mouse. If you remember, like in like little Lenovo, like the red dot at like the mm. center, like kind of near the touchpad, at the top of the touchpad, yeah, if you will. It's got the nub. Um, yeah. yeah. But like it moved at the slightest touch and it was impossible to draw anything with it mm-hmm. because it was either actively moving at light speed or it wasn't moving at all. Yeah. And trying to use that for anything where you have to aim makes no sense. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Um, don't use any of that buy the five dollar mouse or we'll do it out of charity (laughs) um like just go to a yard sale there will be a usb mouse there 
It does require going outside, though, and that's dangerous. True. It's been hot past couple of days. Yeah, I also don't know if I would trust just a random mouse. I guess you could disinfect it. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. How do you make sure the mouse doesn't drown while you're disinfecting it? Turn it upside down normally. Also, as I think about it, the last mouse that I like took apart and cleaned was literally a ball mouse in probably the late 90s, early 2000s. So my experience here might be dated. I don't know how you clean a modern mouse. <laughs> Outside of just Dude, cleaning I... the top. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was more mature as an individual. Um, <laughs> I really did enjoy That's not, true. <laughs> not the initial ball mice for like e-machines that era. Mm-hmm. Where like the middle mouse button was actually the middle mouse button. It was terrible. Right. I did like the top ball though. Mm-hmm. I used that a lot for FPS games at the time. For like the thumb or a different one? So like you know how like in traditional old mice the ball is at the bottom? So yes. when you push around it the ball rotates. Um this was the ball was on the top. Oh, so like where yeah. your yeah. your middle fingers would be. Gotcha. Interesting. So, like, thumb would be your left click, your pinky or uh, index finger would be the other one. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of mice I never really used because, you know, I just found a good one and called it a day. Have you seen the ergonomic ones that are, like, vertical? They have some absolutely crazy stuff. Now you got me thinking about ergonomic PC parts and some of it I just I literally do not understand. But then I see the way that people sit with like just a normal keyboard and I kind of get it. <laughs> <laughs> like for me it's it's so foreign. I don't want to say it's like hippy dippy but like it's it's foreign enough to me to where I'm skeptical of it. Mhm. But I do wonder at times like maybe I could have perfect posture and my body would just be in pristine condition if I just got yeah. one or two of these ergonomic features in my life. Because mm-hmm. they have like, like the split keyboards where it like curves in on itself. So your hands are just like resting on the desk, basically yeah. trying kind of like forming a uh, like a not a triangle. What would be the shape? The shape of um, diamond with the bottom cut off. Hmm. A triangle? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm trying to. It's some sort of trapezoid. You know what I'm trying to describe. If you steeple your hands and then you put them on the desk in front of you, that's... Ah, uh, you're praying. Yes, yes. Yes. Then uh, that's the shape. It's like, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure you can get used to it, but... I mean, you can different. get used to, to anything. Like, I've seen people who just use the numpad for stuff. God bless them, but I have more space in two hands, so I'm going to go crazy with that while I can. I had to take notes real quick here. Um, notably, so you mentioned the numpad. Um, I have a 60, I think this is a 60% keyboard here. You can, I'll hold it up so the audience can, uh, can see that. Ah, it's a smaller um, than normal keyboard. <laughs> it's a smaller than normal keyboard. Um, and it does not have arrow keys. So it's just anything QWERTY. like that. So it'd be like your F12 to control. Yes. Like the function keys are the same keys as the number keys. You have to hold a button to send f1 you have to hold the same button and use wasd to send the arrow keys like there's almost nothing here <laughs> but it uh it does look really cool and it's so freaking portable i i kind of want one this one's not mine but 
Is that for the children to use? Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I was, I, I was going to uh, follow that up and be like, no, it's actually for my wife. And I was like, let's put enough distance between it's for the children <laughs> and it's for my wife. <laughs> my, chi- my child bride. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But now we're, we'll be using that for land party, which happened in the past. By the time you find folk listen to this. Yes. So how was land party? I mean, it was weird not it was weird being sober through the entirety of land party. Yeah. Um that's the prediction this time. I mean, I'm not really planning to drink. I might have Nobody a plans beer to drink. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm really just trying to cut out a bunch of stuff that that's is fair. not I don't say overtly healthy, but like if I can take some free free stat boosts that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to opt for. That's fair. Yeah. And if I find like nothing works near, I'm just gonna go back to being a a, a druggy alcoholic who who makes occasional decent quips. Yeah, it probably won't be necessary. I don't think people have been reasonably well composed for the last couple lands, and as somebody who does not drink, I haven't felt that I was missing out on much. Usually people were pretty composed when talking to me too. No one was like wasted like they used to be. <laughs> it's just like, this is a very entertaining conversation for me because of the state that you are currently in. I haven't mm-hmm. had anything like that recently. Um, so I doubt you'll miss out much. Um, for my for my part, I'm glad we got people together uh, to play some of the games we did. I tried a little bit more uh, this year, but um, didn't all land. Uh, some people said that they were gonna play some games, and they didn't. They didn't actually didn't actually what? play those games. But I was actually surprised that that happened because that has never happened before in years past. Yeah, um, which is, <laughs> it boggles it boggles the mind. Uh huh. But I think there was a little bit of a resurgence. We got a couple more people playing games this year. Um, so we will see. But ultimately, as long as there's two people in one corner playing some sort of co-op game over IP. It's a LAN party. It qualifies. We met the technical criteria. Well, out of curiosity, how did you feel you you did on Smash this time around? I feel like I I did better early this time, but then you kind of like dug deep. Uh Um, Because last time, (laughs) last time was not super great for Dave. Um, Anytime that we play and I'm like (laughs) hanging out and drinking, like it's it's not there. Like alcohol made is not is not I think, competitive. I think you can. I think you can do pretty well under the influence while playing. Smash, oh my god! Yes. But, um, but if you add other variables to the mix, it's a little bit harder. Like more people swapping in or different, you know, TV or something like that. It seems to get a little bit harder. Um, whereas I have no such limitations. I am consistently mid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think I started out pretty well this year and obviously took it back at the end, but that was all right. Yeah, I I was definitely glad to see as many people that I like Mm -hmm. at once Mm -hmm. and was disappointed to see as many people as I truly loathe with the the core of my being Uh at the same time. It's really inconvenient that they're basically the same group now. It's it's yeah. really <laughs> tough. <laughs> um, I'm not neutral yeah, with anybody. It's it's love or hate. It's one one or the other. 
Uh huh. And then I'm no, really it's... looking forward to a lot fewer positive uh, COVID tests after this one. Oh That's my good. god, dude! Like a couple few people. Felt, I was a little suspicious. I saw a cough or two, but I just quickly put a giant styrofoam cup over those people as soon as they started <laughs> to exhale, and I think that covered us, so we're good. Did you cut a hole in Dave's cup? <laughs> nope. All right, let's let's get out of here. Uh, That's how the COVID gets out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um food was good. I uh, wish we could have fully agreed on catering from a place mm-hmm. ahead of time. And uh, we just that didn't happen. Yeah. But um, do, I don't in wanna, the future I, wanna... I would like it to limit how many people are going out and about just because we don't know how it got transmitted last time. Mm-hmm. And then it definitely if anybody yeah, last... did get COVID oh, I'm sorry. I hope they don't because it puts people on their ass. Yeah, we kind of have to break the bit for a second and be like, we actually, I hope no one really gets COVID. That would really suck. Yeah. Um, I think uh, also to maintain the broken bit, I don't want to dox anyone, but because uh, I don't think we mentioned her name, so I won't. But one of the hosts uh, for this year's land party um, is preparing a lot of food for folks. Um, that might help. That might, you know, keeping us inside. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of people Corral were going to be... the nerds. Uh, buying into uh, pitching in for some food that she was going to make which I think is a good idea um, but on the other end of that I did not at least at the time I was not in the mood for what was suggested so yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to bring a bunch of snacks or well to to something. be fair I think it was it was like pulled pork right and you're Jewish so, so like you got to weigh your can, I can be pork it just it's pushed or shaken, but not pulled. <laughs> Push pork. I, I, Get I out of here. A, my brain just went to like James Bond <laughs> ordering <laughs> pork. He was like, shaken, not pulled. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> don't don't tear at the meat. Just put it in the cup and kind of go. Uh, 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 here's the styrofoam cup. <laughs> this one's laced with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I might, I might end up grabbing a snack because you know some of the local stuff there's pretty good too. Or I'll bribe yeah. someone that braves the streets. We'll see. Also, um, this will be another year where I get to sleep in my own bed, um, mm-hmm. and that is always a a plus. I'll have to right. pay a little bit more in parking fees, but uh, I my back will thank me for it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the parking's not generally too bad there over the weekend. Um, it's just more got- if you have to come back. <laughs> We got a uh, a mattress topper actually. Mm-hmm. That's um, I told you about this already, but I didn't tell you, listener. Um, but we got a mattress topper because in the past I we we usually sleep there, and I use an air mattress. Um, but the issue is the lifespan of the air mattress is always one land party. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't really matter how much it seems we spent on it; it always gets like a hole in it or something. Um. But this one seems pretty nice. I, I splayed it out on the kitchen floor, laid it down on top of it. I was like, this is, this is pretty nice. It was very comfortable. Um, I just, it's kind of bulky. <laughs> it's just a giant freaking suitcase, basically. Because um, well, it folds as long into as it actually has like a resistance, because I don't think you're the only one who's had that happen. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I would see people on their air mattresses, they go, good night. And you see them in the morning and they're on the ground. 
uh-huh. where, like the one time we had like three on people on an air mattress we're like this will be fine it's supported and then we woke up and it's like ah the floor <laughs> death yeah yeah it's pretty miserable the but... only thing between you and the floor is like very like a single layer of plastic now <laughs> yes i i don't even want to say that i could do that more when i was younger it always sucked it just sucks a lot now. I think as you get older, this is we're going to transition into grandpa mode for the podcast for a second. The trick is the aches take longer to go away. <laughs> so you spend a night laying on the concrete and you're going to feel it for a bit. You know, just bounce back up. Yeah. And my fear it's, is I just stay down one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get up jake <laughs> that's a good reference um <laughs> uh, uh anyways any closing thoughts on this uh illustrious talk cast episode getting back in the flow solid september um more people should play armor core 6 and Baldur's gate 3 yep, do not right. talk to me about Baldur's gate 3 I will mm-hmm. stab you if you get remotely <laughs> close to spoiling something for me. Mm-hmm. We can talk he, about Act 1, he's done but nothing else. Mm-hmm. I will remove myself from a situation, so I don't need to physically remove you as a person. Okay. Um, That's adulthood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that the murders were wrong, and we moved past it. How do you control your emotions? I walk away from everything, apparently. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I mean in some cases it's fair I think it's a fair take but if you guys have fair takes that you would like to walk away from you can leave them on our doorstep at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook which is entirely comprised of bad takes facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast and as always we'll see you in the next one have a good breakfast <laughs>